the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. And I'm Will. Woo! <laughs> and we have two awesome returning guests, whose cray-cray I always want. It's <laughs> Nutty and Shane. Yay! Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey. I want you cray-cray. <laughs> oh, my God. It was fantastic. <laughs> Can I just we'll, say, we'll talk about that in a moment. I sure. love flashback episodes. <laughs> yeah? yeah? This was like fate that I got this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were talking about it on uh, when I was doing Easter eggs, um, when I was reading on Den of Geek for Easter eggs. They were saying about, you know, every season of each show seems to have a flashback episode and they're always terrible. Um, but they really liked this one. And I was trying to think of the other flashback episodes, and I was like, well, yeah. were they? I like, I can't remember. I remember the... College. Yeah. Yeah, which I loved. Uh, <laughs> Jessica, when she met Kilgrave. Yeah. That was great. Luke in Jail one was so good. Yeah. yeah. Luke in Jail was great. Jessica Kilgrave um, was good. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was the Punisher one? Because there was sort of flashbacks throughout in that. Yeah, it was mostly throughout. Like, I couldn't remember of any... I can't even remember the Iron Fist one, because there was flashbacks throughout Again, yeah, that. Yeah, but... constantly going back. They could have done an episode and, and, and not had us keep going back, but whatever. That show needs an editor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't need to yeah. see the plane crash 500 times. <laughs> like, I feel like I had PTSD watching that. <laughs> Yeah, but I I read that and I was like, what? I don't I don't understand. Is it P um, post board syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, post plane crash rewatching disorder. I uh I I love flashback episodes, so I don't really know what the the big complaints are because when they actually do a flashback episode, it seems to work. Yeah. Can they do one of? And I always love. Well, potentially, next season, they're going to be filming in the, the town where she grew up, apparently. Ooh. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. I'm listening. So that might be interesting. I always need more um, college uh, Foggy and Matt because I love uh, college Matt's haircut and his square glasses as opposed to his round glasses. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, when, I, when I saw Foggy's little part in this season of Jessica Jones, I was just like, Oh, God, you're so cool. I love you so much. And and he just got yelled at by Jerry and just was a sad sack. So, Nutty and Shay, Nutty, you can go first if you want. Have you been watching along with us or have you guzzled up all of Jessica Jones season two like a big bottle of whiskey? Well, <laughs> the funny thing is you're probably going to get a similar answer for Shane and I. Um, I, uh, I started watching it and I was watching it along with uh, Tech, but... We were moving way too slow. We went on vacation, and I said, oh, shoot, I, I have to record. I have to binge without you, honey. And uh, <laughs> I, I went and watched most of it the, the season this week up until 8. I did not want to go past episode 8 because I didn't want to talk about things that hadn't happened yet. Ah, okay. Cool, cool. And was it the same for you then, Shane? Exactly the same, actually. I've binged all this week. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I watched these two episodes uh, today, and I watched uh, the next episode as well, just because I felt like it. Well, that clip Because I can. 
Yeah. Really uh, right, I've got watch, some... Uh, episode 9, just saying. It must have been hard for you guys not to watch episode 7, like, last week, when you watched 6, and you get that reveal about the mum. Like, I did feel really bad for you guys. <laughs> uh, right, would you like some news, guys? Um, well, in good news, uh, Black Panther is has now officially passed Titanic to be the third highest grossing movie in USA history. Not adjusted for inflation, um, right? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's adjusted for inflation. <laughs> Probably. Um, but also, uh, that means it's also officially more popular than Frozen, and that makes me really happy. Yay! Yay. Yay. Wakanda forever. <laughs> oh, that snowman. No, I don't want to. <laughs> I know, I hate him so much. When I was in Disney with Tammy, and whenever we saw Olaf, I was like, oh, snowman. <laughs> I can't stand him. Um, so we've had some new stuff released about Luke Cage, uh, Luke Cage season two. There's been some new images released uh, of the villain Bushmaster, who's played by Mustafa Shakir, and uh, images of Danny and Misty. So I will post those in the Facebook group so everyone can see them. But uh, yeah, they're pretty cool. Uh, but it's the first picture we see of the villain. I don't know much about him from the comics. Um, there was also an interview with, uh, I think, with Mike Coulter and uh, Chihadari Koka, who's the showrunner, about season one and season two. And they seem to acknowledge in season one of Luke Cage that um, Diamondback was not a very good villain. <laughs> um, and it, it, the show kind of went down after killing Cotton, um, after killing Cottonmouth. Sorry to Lister Brad, because I know he loves Diamondback. Um, but they do seem to be aware of that. The, one of the questions was... Um, about music will season two have an equally awesome soundtrack which obviously we all want to know because then we get uh, tam jams our most important new segment that tammy will be doing and the answer was that uh he said it, there will be including some an um, actual and then in quotes music legends appearing wow. Oh, wow so that's pretty cool and apparently at, at one point before season one when it was in development they did want prince to appear and obviously he then um passed away sadly so i mean if we're talking about people of that level then that's really exciting yeah, I, so, I can't wait i mean they had some yeah. pretty legends oh, yeah. people in season one so i'm uh i'm yeah. pretty excited to see who else they're going to pick yeah i'm almost as excited for the soundtrack as i am for the show and even having method man as a character like on the show as himself or whatever was amazing so <laughs> yeah i really hope he comes back or rizza because rizza obviously directed yeah. in iron fist i just want them all to appear in a season <laughs> like each season as <laughs> a different member <laughs> Great. Um, and then some other little tidbits that I thought you guys might be interested in. I won't. Uh, I will post a link, but it is has got a few little spoilers in it, so I would say to any newbies to avoid it. Um, obviously, you guys know that Danny does show up at one point, and a, a direct quote is, "Danny helps Luke channel his chi." I thought I'd mention that to you guys. <laughs> oh joy! Yeah. I actually didn't know yes. that Danny was showing up until right now, so I'm actually oh sorry in that because. I have said it before, uh, Danny is a secondary character, and he works really well when Luke's on screen with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When he's the star, no, it doesn't work. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I like him yeah as, judging by Iron Fist season one. Yeah, I like him better yeah. as a character in The Defenders. Yeah. I did in his own show. Yeah, particularly when he's looking at Luke, and he has little hearts in his eyes because <laughs> of his, his immense love for him. Um, and then... <laughs> oh, that's so cute. 
Um, and then another detail is that Gabriel Dennis will play a character called Nightshade. They haven't got any info about this character, whether it's a big role, a small role, or whatever. But this is from the comics, some of the details, and I was like, I hope they have it completely true to true to the comics, because listen to this. In the comics, Nightshade is a biochemist who specialises in lycanthropy um, and uses potions and seduction, and if that doesn't work, she also has a pack of wolves at her call. <laughs> I want to see that. Someone who has potions and then he's just like, oh, I've got my pack of wolves. Oh, by the way, I might be a werewolf as well. That would be amazing. <laughs> fantastic. And she's gorgeous. Oh, I don't know what she's in. But, Me neither. Uh, I just looked her up because I was like, hey. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, and that's all the news for this week. So let's talk about the episodes we've got for this week. It's episode seven and eight. Episode seven is called... A.K.A. I want your cray cray. Uh, written by <laughs> written by Hilly Hicks Jr. and directed by Jennifer Getzinger. Uh, flashbacks shed new light on the aftermath of the family's car accident and reveal a painful turning point in Jessica's adult life. And episode eight is A.K.A. Ain't We Got Fun. Uh, writer was Gabe Fonseca, directed by Zetna Fuentes. While Jessica debates her next move, Malcolm confronts Trish about her erratic behaviour and Jerry makes contact with a healer. And going into the episodes, I laughed at the first line of episode seven, and I thought about you, Tammy, because the first line is, I always hated Florida. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought yeah. about you, Tammy. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a special place. Tams, but well, it's special because you're there, Tammy. I, I also hate Florida. <laughs> literally trapped there for two months oh my god well did mickey mouse kidnap you what happened i I was uh i was working on a educational contract um doing consulting uh with broward county and Uh so i would fly down do two weeks fly home for two weeks fly down for two weeks fly home for two weeks and uh just a few months before i got married uh one of my bosses her mom was dying and she had to, she couldn't cover her school. So I ended up covering her schools, which meant I, the two weeks that I was supposed to go home, I couldn't. I had to stay there. And so for two oh. weeks, I am living out of a Hampton Inn, stuck in Florida, while my wedding <laughs> needs to be planned. Uh, I really hate palm trees, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... You, every time you watched an episode of Dexter, you got really angry because uh, you were like, oh, yeah, Miami. And, and Broward, South Florida, so for sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, um, uh, uh, when, what was it? I was watching Independence Day um, not that long ago. And when when they, they start blowing up all the cities, they actually blow up part of Florida. And I'm just laughing as the palm trees are burning. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, Broward oh, County yeah. is uh, a special little hell. Yeah, I would agree with that, actually. <laughs> I think a lot of people would. <laughs> so this episode, or these two episodes, I've split them into Jessica, Trish, Jerry, Alyssa, I guess, and Carl, and Malcolm. So let's start, as always, with Jessica. Uh, so I think the first time we see Jessica is actual little Jessica. Um, oh, no, it's is it little Jessica? No, it's not. Yeah, it is little Jessica. It's when Alyssa grabs her in the hospital and we see that scene again. So you guys now know that Alyssa is Deadpool. Yeah, she's me. Yes. 
She's the meat man. Were you were you shocked by that? Because I didn't know whether to reveal that last week. I didn't want to talk about it because I was like, well, even though they know that the killer is the mum, then Meatface could be someone separate still. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't quite make the connection, so I'm glad that you didn't. Yeah, I, nice. I my note was, yes, she was Meatface. <laughs> I, I love that Jessica was convinced. No, no, no. That's not really what happened. That's just what my child memories are telling me happened. Yeah. No, that's really mm-hmm. what happened. Yeah. And I mentioned last week, I think, that there's, if you had um, paused the screen in one of the earlier episodes, you would get a massive kind of spoiler that sort of reveals everything. And it's when Jessica decides to investigate with her family and she pins the death certificates on the wall if you remember like that and she's looking at all the information and they actually pause on the death certificates for the family and it says how they all died and the one for Alyssa is right at the front and it says right there um like third degree burns over 99 percent of the body or whatever so it's right there that it says it and i thought oh you know like once you've seen it it just really stood out to me so i thought that was kind of cool because you'd immediately put it together that i guess meat face was the mum and is still alive i will say i actually like meat face uh better than uh the makeup for deadpool i don't think that deadpool (laughs) is gross enough um well because you've got to still have ryan reynolds you know looking handsome yeah it's really frustrating because it's like, okay, you do realize there are people who are scarred watching this. Yeah. And yeah. you're talking about how hideous it is. Like, no, that's nothing. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, exactly. And I will say, uh, in loose terms, it's one of my issues with uh, Ready Player One as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and Tammy knows what I mean. Sure. It's. Yeah, it's it's one of the tropes I hate about characters in films, and it's where they still want the... Um, and this isn't necessarily just Ready Player One, it's a lot of different films and things, and it's when they have characters and they want to be like, oh, they have like a facial scar or they have something, and but they kind of really tone it down because they still want, you know, the person to look sexy and attractive or whatever, but the actual person's like, oh, I'm a monster, I'm hideous, don't look at me. And it's like, really? Yeah, they, Come on. his whole nose is completely taken off, and, and children are frightened to look at him. Look how handsome Peter Dinklage is mm, with that little. <laughs> yeah, <star>. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. One, it was so toned down that I kept forgetting that this person was scarred. <laughs> wow. That's how toned down it was. Yeah. Oh, I laughed out loud in the cinema. Yeah. Maybe on Netflix. The reveal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, won't you should it definitely. At all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should definitely watch it, Nighty. I think it's. Yeah. I, I'd like to hear your opinions on it for sure. Um, so, fast forwarding in Jessica's life, we see teen Jessica, I guess. I don't know. How old are you when you're at college in the States? Like 18? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, she's she's at the music video world premiere for Trish's song, I Want You Cray Cray. <laughs> um, go, guys, go. <laughs> I know it's a Trish thing, but let's talk about it now. So is this supposed to be uh, 90s or early aughts? Uh, It must be early aughts, I guess. There was more like 90s kind of fashion, I felt, uh, which I was really digging, but Jessica always has that. Uh, So basically, Patsy is Hannah Montana. Yes, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) I love it. And I will will tell you guys as well, and I haven't been able to post it in the group because I hadn't wanted you guys to see it yet. 
they have released the entire music video for I Want Your Cray Cray. And it is amazing. And it has little pop-up factoids in the corner, like music videos you see on TV. (laughs) All about like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I'm going to post it in the uh, on the page today and you guys can see it. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it made me laugh so hard. So Trish is obviously very drunk, um, but uh, Jessica is just sitting there having a having a drink. And I think Kristen Ritter looks really nice with her shorter hair. Just going to say it really suits her. Yeah. Um, And uh, she's not really enjoying herself until she goes to the bar, um, bumps into Dorothy and sees a, a sexy barman. Totally cute. I liked when he was flirting with Jessica as well. Yeah. Yeah. He is cute. I, I, um, I have known that guy, by the way. The ultra smooth, sweet talking, <laughs> no matter who you are, who has big plans. I'm going to open my own club. Oh, yeah. Okay, even yeah. business cards, that means it's legit. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have anything else. Mm. Okay. Okay, buddy. Uh, what did you think about this little scene with Dorothy where. She's just still leeching off of Trish. It reminded me of a um, particular teen uh, actress slash uh, singer that I will not mention uh, uh, when I uh, had her in at an event and the way that her mother behaved. So, yeah. not wow. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Hannah Montana? No, no a little more crazy. <laughs> uh, but at the time, she was not. Wow. So it was, oh, okay. it was really sad, actually, to watch that. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, so I love that, uh, you know, Dorothy's just being a complete diva about her drink and everything, and, you know, Jessica's just watching. And then because of that, Sterling loses his job and, you know, takes a bottle of bourbon and leaves. Um, And he's just like, right, I quit. But I do get the feeling that maybe this is something that Sterling's done a lot. He's lost a lot of jobs because he's got a bit of attitude and he's a bit too big for his boots. And doesn't like taking orders. You haven't got your own bar yet, Sterling. Yep. I, I think this was coming. Um, it, 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 it wasn't necessarily what happened that night. It it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. That guy had his eye on him. He was waiting to... <laughs> yeah. you, you could see him. He's like shaking his head. He's like, I have talked to this loser. How many times? <laughs> and when Jessica goes outside, when she has that argument with Trish... She wants to prove that she can make money by herself, so she goes to an ATM and rips it open, and nobody reacts to this. I was so weirded out by this. There's all these people sitting in the car, there's Sterling across the road, but nobody's like, oh, loads of money sitting on the floor. Like, there'd be people running over there to nick this money, but nobody seems to react. Yeah. I found that bizarre. Uh, And then Sterling watches... Uh, with his bottle, and I wrote in my notes, and he offers her his Knob Creek. Or maybe just his knob as well. Because it was a bottle of Knob's Creek. I noticed that. Is that available in the States? I thought that was a Canadian Uh, thing. No idea. Well, it's it's definitely a British thing as well. Is that uh, right, or am I wrong? mm, I don't know. I don't don't really drink it. I prefer, like, uh, Jessica's usual maker's mark. Never mind. My bad. I was confusing another one. So, yeah, that well, is Baker's Mark is Oscar and uh, Jessica's drink, and Knobs Creek is uh, Sterling and Jessica's drink, supposedly, apparently. Um, so, we cut to one month later, and Jessica and Sterling are living together, and he's trying to guess her middle name, and they're all loved up. They are. I love seeing Jessica smile. I 
Yeah. It's so, yeah, unusual. It's kind of weird. And I did tell you that we would get the origin story of her leather jacket. <laughs> and I love that Sterling goes, I want to get you something special. And that involves Jessica going and stealing it. But that's him getting it for her. Yeah. He found it. Yes. I, I love that I, they I, put that over her. Yeah. Yes, that was so great. Yeah. I also love that she yeah. still wears it. Like, she's not, yeah. oh, I'm completely past doing all that illegal stuff. Oh, I shouldn't have these things I stole. No, she's like, this is my jacket. It's a good jacket. It, it, yeah. It's very, it's very Spike origin, which, by the way, is another flashback origin episode I adore. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if she's still got her uh, Alexander McQueen boots, because they were sweet. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want those boots. They're awesome. She may have sold them to pay rent. <laughs> yeah, true. I was a bit more grossed out that she sleeps in the jacket overnight because I was like, ooh. Yeah. You're going to smell. It, I know a lot of people that have done that. You're going to have alcohol sweats in yeah, leather. Yeah, we talked about that, that, like, all of her stuff didn't help. Leather oh, is not gross. bad to get smells out of. It's the lining that's the issue. Yeah. So if it's a really yeah. good leather jacket, you can remove the lining and wash it. You'd hope it would be a good leather jacket because it's lasted a long time. Yeah, it still looks good. Um, so she wakes up and she hears Sterling on the phone. This is when he's having the argument with his mum and dad. And you get, I get the feeling that, like, because he's not really doing anything to do this club. He's just getting business cards printed, you know. And why get a business card printed when you don't even have an address for your club? Yep. Like, all he's got is a name. So suck it up, Sterling. Go and be a plumber for a while. Save up and then open your club. Sounds like an investment scam to me. Yeah. 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 Yeah, what's yeah. the name of the club? Yeah. Club Alias. Club Alias. <laughs> I feel like if if this was Rent, uh, Sterling would be one of the main characters in Rent, and then I, I'm like the Benny in Rent. Because it's that thing, as you get older, I identify more and more with Benny in Rent, <laughs> telling off all the dreamers for their dreams. And I'm like, no, pay your rent. Oh, <laughs> Get some responsibility. And then when I was a teen, I was like... Six figures, what's wrong with them? I know. <laughs> when I was a teen, I was like, yeah, down with the man. Be a dreamer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Reality broke me, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of Jessica's middle name? We find out. Oh, it was... Do you remember it? Her mother's maiden name. Yeah. Uh, Campbell. Well, Campbell. I was yeah. expecting, but yeah, I do like the hard consonant sounds that he mentioned. He mentioned it. <laughs> I I like it, by the way. Uh, my niece, uh, her middle name is my grandmother's maiden name. Oh, what uh, is what is it? Care her. Oh, I like that as well. That is cool. my grandmother um, loved it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, Jessica pretends that Trish died in a plane crash. <laughs> Um, and hasn't spoken to her in a month and Sterling's kind of pushing because he wants to meet Trish also for someone who like they have no money that is a really big New York apartment like that loft apartment like high ceilings I was like how can you afford that apartment if you're not making any money ATMs yeah ATMs I guess Uh, well it's kind of weird as well because you sort of figure at first that he you know because he gets very indignant when Jessica's kind of like, oh, did you just, you know, want to meet Trish because you wanted to get money and stuff? And he's very indignant about that. And you kind of get the feeling that 
he does really care about her and then later on you find out that he might care about her but he's completely willing to yeah, you know pimp her out as as hired muscle what did you guys think of sterling um i I, I mean, I do think he likes her, but I think he's an opportunist. Mm. I, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm torn because I'm not sure at the end, was he really going to pimp her out for muscle? Or was he just getting them off his yeah, back? I don't know. Get, just getting them off his back. Like, I, I yeah. don't know. Was he I looking at her as a meal ticket or not? I don't know. Yeah. I don't feel like he deserved to die for sure. Mm. No. Not that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> wasn't a character that I was like, oh, I hate this guy. Just kill him off already. <laughs> yeah, not like um, your favorite price, Tommy. Yeah, kill him off already. <laughs> <laughs> God, get him off. I guess I knew he was going to be gone at the end of this episode, so I didn't really invest too much in him. So I was like, oh, just here. <laughs> He's pretty, but, you know. <laughs> I wonder how the actor played it, like whether he decided to play it that he was using Jessica or, you know. I have to get him on and find out. Exactly. I'll I'll try. Even the whole thing with um, meeting Trish, I just felt like if he really, you know, even if it's just an investment scam, either way, it would make sense for him to want to meet Trish and then ask for someone who's going on a club tour to invest in his club. Mm Mm-hmm. And I get why that upset Jessica, but at the same time, I'm like, well, he's got to do what he's got to do for this so-called business he wants to pursue. Yeah. So I didn't even, I didn't yeah, even true. have a problem with that. Yeah. Hmm. We shall, you know, we'll, ne- we'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love that the name of the tour is the Cray Cray Tour, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Jessica's really annoyed at Sterling then, drags him away from Trish, Um they arrive home at the apartment and Sterling is admiring the silver Rolex, I guess, that she stole for him. They were saying about a puppy, but uh, a pony, sorry. But she's got this uh, Rolex for him. And uh, then these guys turn up on the door. Uh, Wyatt and gang, as I've called them, takes them out and squashes Wyatt's face into a wall, which was pretty awesome. And I felt I, I did feel really bad for her when she hugged Sterling and too. she said, you're my only family. I felt so bad for her like yeah she was just a gaping wound this entire yeah. episode this is like i feel like like this is her origin story not the accident not getting powers this is like this is what turned her into who she is like both her and trish at the end that scene on the the roof you know that's when they became who they are i think to an extent yeah no i agree um so uh, in the next scene that we see her, these little kids are trying to get water from a tap, like little drops of water. Uh, you knew it was um, right? What? Like everybody knew she was going to open up the hydrant, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant, like, I knew what they were doing. I was like, weren't they just getting water? No, no. And I love she just kicks the hydrant for them, and they're like, yay, thanks, lady. And it's another <laughs> one of those, like, nobody reacts to the fact that she's using all of these powers. And I think it's just like that Buffy thing where people just, they see what they want to see. And they yeah. don't really, like, unless it's directed, toward, especially in New York, unless it's directed towards you, you don't question. Yeah. It just happens, you know? There's a man walking down the street with a chicken on his head, and he's screaming <laughs> down the street. You don't pay attention until he starts to engage you. It just happens. Yeah. Not that that very specific <laughs> And it's, yeah, happens. it's New York. No, not at all. So they're just like, eh, whatevs. <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously this is when Alyssa's uh, watching 
Jessica as well. And uh, Jessica goes into the ladies and uh, they have a little conversation without Jessica realising that that's her mum. Uh, and she's had five drinks already as well. I was like, what? Like her and Sterling are having a little competition. Did you hear that? I, I have a theory. Okay. And especially in this one, when she said that, I'm like, you know what? Whatever it is that makes her strong, makes her metabolize the alcohol that yeah. much faster. And I think the only reason that she hasn't hit like a, su- a rock bottom from alcohol is she's never actually gotten drunk enough to, mm-hmm. to start getting after effects like that. All she's ever done is passed out. And is she passing out or just falling asleep when she's too tired? Um, I think yeah. that she is metabolizing the alcohol and that's why she doesn't like um, like wine and stuff. She wants, you know, hard drinks, you know, things that will get more alcohol in her quicker. Yeah. So I just. Well, and also Elisa says later that you have to, you know, don't you find you have to have three times as much alcohol for it to make a dent or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's just, I, it wasn't really like a clear thing in my head until I watched this episode and it was this scene. I was like, yeah, but those, like, five drinks were like a beer to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love the scene in the bathroom with the mum as well. I mean, we'll talk more about her later. But we find out that Jessica, <laughs> why Jessica doesn't carry a handbag, because she almost strangled herself with one when she was eight. Yeah. Or her purse, I should say. Yeah, that was cute. And I was like, yeah, she doesn't really wear, <laughs> like, carry a purse, does she? And that's why she's we not... We see her carrying, like, a messenger bag. <laughs> <laughs> what is a wallet chain? Wait, oh, you could... Oh, like, where you have your purse on the end of a chain? Yeah, like, you've got a... Your, your wallet has a chain from your wallet to your belt loop. Uh, yeah. Somebody... Oh, yeah. In, in the chains, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's it true. very 90. I, I, I have never carried a purse either. I just... I carry a big messenger bag as well, or a big laptop bag. That's a, your purse. Yeah, my purse, exactly, because I carry a lot of art materials around and other rubbish, you know. This scene when Jessica runs out the back to look for Sterling and screams and starts crying, like, Kristen Ritter is so amazing, because we rarely see Jessica be this vulnerable, you know, where she's just being completely open and crying, and she's always so guarded, and it was just... It's it's unusual to see, and I oh I just love Kristen Ritter in this role. She's so good. And here's another person who like she loved died, you know, and they ended up. Dead. That's what she says later, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's someone at like you know she doesn't know what's what kind of deal Sterling made, whether it was real or not, you know. Yeah. She'll never know that, and obviously until this episode. But um, so he died in her eyes, being the love of her life you know being this hero and it's just the saddest, mm. saddest her and i wonder if like stuff. when yeah exactly I, I wonder like when elise is telling her everything if she actually did tell her that like that she killed him because jessica never brings i mean she says you killed people and stuff but she never brings up like you killed sterling yeah, or anything you know yeah oh I, oh, that was a good punch. It was a <laughs> yeah. really good punch. I, I really do wonder about that, because it's like, if if her mom said she killed Sterling, how could she change her mind so quickly later, you know, in, when, when the cops are coming? Yeah. And on the one hand, it's like, if, if she actually knew that part, could she have changed her mind? But at the same time, 
I feel like um, her mom's not really explaining herself as to why she stayed away unless she tells that. Yeah, I, I thought... Yeah, I guess my so. My feeling on it is that what we're watching is everything Alyssa told her. Anytime we see Alyssa, that is something okay. she told Jessica. Yeah. And I don't necessarily know if it's Jessica changing her mind when the cops come. I think there's a lot of stuff going on for Jessica. I think she doesn't think the cops can handle her mom. And that, that just mm-hmm. puts more people in danger. And I think that that's a big part of it. And she eventually wants to get some guy's name, Kyle. And the only way to do that is probably through her mom. Like, I think there's just so many levels of why she would kind of be protective of her mother that has nothing to be protective of her mother. It's being protective, mm-hmm. even though she, I think she still sees her kind of as a monster. And then I think she feels bad because it's a monster that someone created. It's not, she like can recognize, and she talks about in the next episode, you know, when she hears her talk, that's when she hears her mom. But looking at her, mm-hmm. because she looks different, and hearing the things she says, she doesn't see her mother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's really, like, angry, obviously, at, um, at Carl for yeah. for creating her. And it even, but it, it, it's kind of weird as well, because, like, it, it was interesting, because last week, Tammy, I think you were saying, you know, you were really angry at, at Carl yeah. as well, just, like, saying... Oh, yeah, of course. No, no, no. But saying about, you know, he created her, he turned her into this and stuff, which he he did. I was, like, trying to think, oh, like, how, you know, trying to, like, wondering how, like, you and Will and obviously our guests would sort of react to this episode when we find out more about Alyssa. Um, but we could talk about that later yeah, anyway. So Jessica goes to find Trish, and this is when she finds her in the bathroom and uh, sends Gus away from Trish, and they go and sit on the the rooftop and Jessica cries over Sterling and that that scene where she's walking through the club looking for Trish and she's still kind of crying like my heart broke for her I was just and she's just looking for her last member of her family you know yeah I love how yeah they're in such a big fight that she has to pretend Trish is dead so that she's not tempted to talk to her you know that's enough to show you how much Trish matters to her but yeah. As soon as something big happens in her life, the first person she's going to go to is Trish. Yep. And that's yeah. sisters. You know, that's that's how sisters behave. Yeah. I I love their relationship in these shows, and we get you know, obviously all the shows have a supporting character to the lead. That's you know almost like a second lead. So you've got uh, in Iron Fist, I guess you've got Colleen, and you've got Misty in Luke Cage, um, and Foggy in Daredevil. And this is, I love Foggy and, and Matt, but I think Trish and Jessica is the one I find most compelling as a relationship between the sort of lead and their, I guess, main side character. So is, yeah. is their ship named Jessish? Je- I'm a total Jessish fan, if that's... If that's Trishica! Trishica! <laughs> Trishica! Um, and this is when... Because obviously Jess doesn't want to lose Trish, but admits that to get help, she needs to send Trish away, which must have been really hard for her because she just wants to be with her sister then. But because it's going to be the best thing for Trish, Jessica sends Trish away. And that's love, right? Because Mm -hmm. when you need somebody, you need to still be able to do the thing that is right for them. Yeah. You can't help me if you're dead. Exactly. Yeah. 
I love this scene. And then they just sit and watch the movie and hold hands. I also love that we got and to see... I got a bit choked up. <laughs> junkie mode. I mean, that was awesome. I know we're going to get to that yeah. later, but... Yeah, because we haven't seen it yet. Um, the next time we see Jessica is right at the end of the episode, where Alyssa finishes telling Jessica uh, her story and asks for forgiveness, and then Jessica says no and punches her in the face. Oh, yeah, it was great. And then she gets drugged by by Carl. Because the only way Carl knows how to deal with women is to drug them, apparently. How rapey of him. Ugh. Oh, exactly. Uh, oh, he's so the worst. Um, <laughs> I swear, I don't hate all men. Not all men. Yeah, don't worry. Will and Shane, we love you guys. Don't worry. You know you're a Will and Shane are like, oh. You know you're a good guy when somebody says men suck. They don't mean you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, when I say Florida sucks, I don't mean Sammy. She knows this. Yes. And I also understand where that feeling comes from. I also understand why men suck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, when Jessica wakes up, she immediately sees the photo of her and Philip. And she's strapped to the bed, and then creepy Dr. Carl is just standing there waiting for her like a creep, I guess, watching her sleep. He's so creepy. I feel like yeah, I've known he's him, just, too. Ugh. Ugh. Ooh. Not, 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 not that I've been drugged by him, but... <laughs> Do you have superpowers, <laughs> Nutty? Well, yes, but... Uh, no, this is when Nutty reveals she was part of IGH. That guy that pretends to be your best friend, you know, and he's here just yeah. to help you, but no, he's here to throw you under the bus. He's here to take advantage of you, and you cannot trust that guy. Yeah, I love the way he plays it as well. He's all—he's like an old hippie, you know. He's like, like later on, he even says something like, "He's like, uh, yeah, far out, man," you know, like this. And it's just like, no, you're the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of Doctor Who. Yeah. Of Doctor Who? Yeah. From Orphan Black. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen Orphan Black. Uh, Max Hedrum. <laughs> oh, Matt Frewer, nice. Because yeah. you can't I, tell I, if he's there to help or hurt. Yeah, makes it, which makes him all the more scary. Um, yeah. And uh, in the end, he uh, she gets a call from Trish, and um, Jessica manages to, to get rid of Trish, or to, well, not really get rid of Trish, but sort of hang up on her and say, the investigation into IGH is over, um, I've arrived at Carl's house, it's completely cleared out, and I'm wasted in a bar somewhere, and I can't remember because I'm too drunk. And uh, but Trish is, obviously doesn't believe it. Um, so when uh, we go back to Carl and Jessica, Jessica wants uh, Carl wants Jessica to talk to Lisa and calm her down. So he releases Jessica and heads upstairs, but Jessica locks him out and sends the address to Detective Costa. And oh god, I loved it. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I loved it at the time because I was like, yay, Detective Costa's coming back. And I love Detective Costa. I think he's great. I love her being like a him being an ally to Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also see in this bit that that Alyssa like breaks down the door and sees the text um, and then tells Kyle, Kyle to run away. And then Jessica goes to break down the door, but Jessica can't. So... Alyssa is stronger yeah. than her. You know, they mentioned it before. She's a lot stronger than her. Especially um, when she feels threatened or thinks Carl is threatened. Yeah. And she also means Jessica against the wall. And Jessica looks 
as weak as anybody. She cannot get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get the few scenes, obviously, of them sitting in the room, drinking together. Uh, that drink that apparently smell, like tastes like compost and air freshener. I've never drunk it. You guys will have to tell me if it does or not. I've never heard of it. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> um, and I love this scene where they're talking about, like, how the family was and Jessica learns a few things and, you know, finds out that it wasn't all rosy, you know, the family when she was growing up. Cause I think as well, that's a thing you do learn as an adult. You don't really think about it so much as a kid, unless obviously there's, there's something really horrific going on, I guess, but you don't pick up on it as much. And as you grow older, you sort of go, Oh, you know, it's when you realize that you're, your parents are humans as well. And even, They're not even perfect. when things that are horrific are going on, you find ways to explain it to yourself as a child. And so mm-hmm. your parent is gone. You never come to resolve all of that. You never go, hey, wait, that was messed up. Because now that yeah. they're dead, they have no flaws. When somebody's dead, like, yeah. you don't speak ill of the dead. When you're dealing with a loss, like how can you be angry at this person? Mm-hmm. I mean, people get angry for them for dying, but you can't really be angry at them for what they did during life. Uh, yeah. It, it's like this emotional block that we have. So she never, even if she saw a thing, she never really thought about it that way because in, in her brain it was, no, everything was fine. It was normal. And then they mm-hmm. died. But if she had grown up with her parents, she would have realized, you know, they fought all the freaking time. Yeah. I just thought it was normal because it's the only thing I knew. And it probably would have come to light because, like, Philip already knew and then he started misbehaving. Yeah. And it sounds like they were literally about to get divorced, you know, and they went on this trip to kind of try and save their marriage. Um, I like as well the fact they bring it sort of one of the reasons that Jessica is really angry at Carl for what he did to Alyssa is he did it without consent the lack of consent and i love that because it just ties completely back in everything that's happened to jessica she was experimented on there was no consent she um was manipulated by kilgrave without consent she did all these things without consent you know um which is a, a, a strong theme of this show and i like that they they have a lot of jessica's anger be about that um bringing it back to like one of the core themes of the show i think was really good and he he he, um, he kept her sedated and in a coma for years and and, and did all five years to her before ever even giving her an option of consent yeah mm-hmm. like he he knew he was removing her consent or he should have yeah. known well even when she says i can't live like this he says yes you can yeah so even if he's he feels like he's encouraging her well no that's her choice you yeah, can't make all these decisions for her like you've decided everything else yeah, yeah exactly um, yeah, he's 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 a monster. Um, and this is when they uh, they talk about the Ferris wheel, their playland trips every summer. Uh, Philip and Brian were scared of heights, so the Ferris wheel was always um, Alyssa and Jessica's thing. And it's uh, obviously playland um, was where they went, and that was where they threw uh, Simpson's body twelve thousand miles into the sea. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was gonna be like, yeah, I was just there <laughs> <laughs> it's just there funnily yeah yeah uh, it was it was a really funny moment in the show that shouldn't have been funny <laughs> um so 
So the next time we see Jessica, because obviously they escape out of this tunnel, is when they are in the cab and the driver is texting and driving. And Alyssa gets really angry and Jessica's just like, well, yeah, that's what people do. Yeah, please, please don't kill the, the cab driver, mum. Please, please don't. Okay, yeah, don't. I I like all the scenes with um, Alyssa where they they have like between her and Jessica like real mum moments that I was like, oh yeah, I identify with that. And then obviously you've got moments where you're like, I don't identify with that at all. Luckily, my mum has never been a homicidal maniac, you know. Yes, my mother has never berated a taxi cab driver. Thankfully, um, you don't berate your taxi cab driver, even if you have superpowers. No, no. Um, but I wonder, like, when was the last time? Already not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. The... Also, when you've had a, you've been in a car accident before. Yeah. You know. Um, and so they enter Alias, um, and Jessica immediately has a drink and is, like, completely has no idea what to do. Um, because her brain says that she should turn Alyssa in, but um, obviously she doesn't know what to do so for the meantime she's just going to keep Alyssa there and Alyssa's bought her chains and her drugs and everything and then Detective Costa arrives and uh, uh, wants to talk to Jessica but she says her hands are full and she'll go to the station tomorrow um, uh, Guests, what do you guys think of Costa and Sunday? Because I love Costa I love Costa as well Yeah, I love, Costa. I love that he doesn't put up with Jessica's bullshit he's her ally but he doesn't put up with bullshit yep. I I think that the when he says how he had pointed a gun to his own head and and he would have pulled the trigger and he was just waiting to pull the trigger it was like damn that just mm. know, and and it, if Sunday wasn't there she doesn't understand yeah. yeah and I don't I don't um not like Sunday either I think she's just doing no, her I, job and she's looking at Jessica from the standpoint of this is someone with with powers who mm-hmm. gets away with shit all the time. I mean, from her, from the way she sees it, so... You can understand both yeah. of their points of view really well. Because, yeah, Jessica, people do tend to get killed around her, like stuff happens around her. And, of course, it has to for there to be a, a story, but um, she's one of the the few heroes, you know, of the defenders that is public, is publicly known to have superpowers, and a lot of stuff does happen around her and people know about that. So, of course, she's a person of interest. Um, so she immediately finds out that Alyssa has escaped by the windows and goes to look for her. Uh, and when she finds her, um, she's talking to Oscar in Spanish. That. Oscar's already, you know, speaking sweet to the future mother-in-law. Oh, sorry. Spoiler for episode 13. <laughs> The mom moment, right? It's like you're ready to kill her, yeah. and there she is chatting somebody up. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, and she's like, "I really love the painting and all this," and Jessica's just like, "Oh," um, but she, I think she does care about Oscar because she tells Alyssa to stay away from him. Yeah. I think she cares. Yeah. She doesn't want anyone else to get hurt. Um, and the next time we see them, I think, is when Jessica is getting ready to sort of go to bed. Uh, on the couch, and she's listening to Alyssa humming in the kitchen and mouthing the words along. And I loved that moment. I thought that was beautiful because she's kind of remembering more and more of her childhood. And Carl even spoke about that Alyssa tends to hum mm-hmm. when she thinks no one can hear her. That's like a trait of her that she had before the accident as well. So this must just all seem really weird to Jessica that like this is her mom, but it's not her mom. You know, she's trying to convince herself it's not her mom. 
Yep. And, and like we said, it's not she's not seeing her. She's only hearing her. And mm-hmm. she had said, you know, that, that it's the voice of what kind of like the only thing that reminds her of her mom. And here's a perfect example. Her mom's doing something she had done before. And Jessica doesn't see this monster in front of her. She just hears her mom. And it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's that same song again that I really, really hate. <laughs> I was like, do you not know any other songs? Like, it's the same song she sings. Apparently she used to sing it as well, and she plays it on piano, and I was like, just get get some more songs, Alyssa. Come on. There's lots of great songs out there. Um, introduce her to some Wu-Tang Clan. Come on, <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> um, and then... <laughs> yeah, it'd be great if she was singing group. Um, and then we get the shooter through the window with Jessica shot in the shoulder... Alyssa looks out of the window, sees the shooter and runs out of the building, presumably to kill them. Oh, Lord. It's like a really sudden ending to the episode. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I think my uh, my uh, thing I said to myself at the end of that episode when there was a shooter, I was like, oh, bullseye, because <laughs> I just want bullseye to show up, even if it's in Jessica Jones. Um, and that was the end of Jessica's scenes. Do you guys have any notes on Jessica? Uh, love the 90s gear. Yeah, her jacket with the like Rolling Stones mouth on yeah, it. Yeah, and and the um, very cool. The 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 she had the best jeans, like the <laughs> best jeans. I didn't know. Oh, she had like little cut off jeans yep. with like rolled up at the bottom. Oh, they were so cute. They really were. And um, this is this is completely like inappropriate, but there's a bunch of low angle shots and watching her walk away in those jeans, <laughs> and it is a wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 pretty great, but um, yeah, no, uh, uh, Jessica was just heartbreaking, and I know that they yeah. were going for the early aughts, but it just it so much of it felt very nineties to me, including like the yeah. apartment. Like I'm pretty sure, like in the nineties, uh, in in like Brooklyn, they could afford something like that, you know, one of those uh mm-hmm. old factory converted apartments. But now they're just like way too expensive <laughs> yeah not in the aughts in uh hell's kitchen yeah. you know pre or post gentrification i should say there's no way yeah, um I, had, uh, I thought about too netty when you said that she's one raw wound i was like that's so 90s <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's yeah. so 90s a jagged little pill sorry where we go ahead uh, I was just going to say, I like that if she was still Jessica, but it was a pre-Kilgrave Jessica, so she wasn't mm-hmm. quite beaten down so much, I guess, by life. Yeah. She wasn't quite as prickly either. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, it was it was great. I I, I love... It. We won't talk about uh, what we thought of the episode yet, um, but yeah, I thought she was great in this episode. Uh, let's talk about Trish, because we see... Can I, can, oh, I, sorry. can I give a prediction of who I think the shooter is? Who you think who is? The shooter. The shooter. You've seen. Oh, the shooter. Yeah, go. Go, go, go. Uh, I've, got, well, I've got three. I've got, sorry, I've got two. It's either Price or, mm-hmm. it's either Price or Carl. Okay. All right. Price or Carl. 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 Oh, Carl. Um, I wouldn't say Carl. I was thinking either Price as well, or um, I just think Kilgrave's coming back, and I think that it's someone he set upon Jessica. Ooh, that would be fun. Mm. I was thinking, I, I won't say anything. Yeah, 
Do you think Carl would would risk shooting through the window because he might that, yeah, hurt Alyssa, or he might hurt Jessica, and then what Alyssa, how Alyssa would react to that? Yeah. It yeah, seems to me that they were aiming for Alyssa. Oh, mm. maybe. It's yeah, the know. weasel. It's so- <laughs> <laughs> you mean uh, Emil? I forgot. Emil, Emil, the mongoose. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's learned how to use weapons. <laughs> <laughs> also, this is something I've been noticing shows. Um, so they're arguing. Her and her mom are arguing in the apartment, and then you know, they're like, Jessica says something like, "We'll just deal with it tomorrow." And she tells her where they can sleep. So she's like, "You take the bed. I'll take the couch, and we'll just deal mm-hmm. with everything else tomorrow." It's still like. It looks like the middle of the day outside. <laughs> yeah. And the next scene, so we don't see them talking after this until the next scene, which is her being shot at night. Yeah. TV shows do this all they the just time. Both put, they just both put in their headphones and just listen to some music and yeah. do talk. And it's them. the same thing with the Malcolm scene in the same episode. He's going to Whiskers or whatever, and it's daytime when he heads out there. <laughs> and I'm like, where are you? What bar are you going during the day and then of course we see it afterward it's nighttime, and i'm like how long did it take you to get to this bar well whiskers is actually in san francisco yeah, in the castro <laughs> he had to go to connecticut i don't know uh yeah i i this bothers me in tv all the time and you saw it a lot in x-files like Mulder and yeah. scully leave oh yeah the day to go somewhere and and they show up at night and i'm like they're in the same town what the heck is going on they went to bed a lot of times. Like, they would go to sleep, and it's daytime outside. It's like, why are they going? Yes. Scully goes to bed at 2 p.m. That must be it. Uh, That's what the fans say. No, I agree. No, it's gross. I'm like, my ears can't handle Scully was boinking, but it wasn't Mulder. It was definitely Skinner. Boinking Skinner. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yes. But Scully was boinking Skinner. Mulder was boinking Crychek. This is canon. All right. Granted, it's head cannon, but it's still cannon, okay? (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Um, So, okay, so predictions then. You think it's Price or or Kyle? Or, well, Tammy thinks it's something to do with Kilgrave. Will, what do you think? I think it's the hand to their back. (laughs) (laughs) No! (laughs) They're back again. Oh, no. Madam Gal with a sniper <laughs> rifle would be amazing. That would that would be awesome. Does he show up? I really hope so. I cannot say. Yeah, but yes, he does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> she could keep it to herself. <laughs> <laughs> I I have to say that Turk will appear between them all. Yeah, Turk is the glue that binds them all together. Um, I can confirm that Turk is in it. Um, I'll give you a little spoiler. I won't tell you when it is, but when I saw Turk in it, I messaged Rob Morgan and I said, yay, I'm so glad you showed up in it. And he honestly had no idea that his part hadn't been cut. He thought it had been cut. And that was how he found out that he was in this season. <laughs> was me telling him and he was all excited. And he was like, oh, I'm going to go and watch the episode. you got to get him back so, on the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we need to. I want to talk to him all about, like... Uh, Strange Things Season 2 and uh, Mudbound and everything. Yeah, need to get him back on. Yeah, and he really wants to have, like, a bigger part in the um, the c- series going forward, you know, like, because the fans want him to. The fans love Turk, you know. 
And he's like, you know, hopefully Marvel might give me some, you know, a bit of a bigger role. And I'm like, yeah, you need to get thrown through that window in Josie's. That needs to happen. You used to take that off Thanos. That'll be... <laughs> yeah, I know. In the comics, he has an Infinity Stone, so you know, uh, he needs to take down Thanos. Thanos versus Turk. Be amazing. Um. So let's talk about Trish. So you were saying, Nutty, you loved seeing like full up high Trish at the yes, start because um. All right, she keeps saying she's not this this inhaler thing. Is she's still sober? No, you're on drugs, girly. It's just a different yeah. delivery method, okay? Uh, it's the same behavior. It is the 100 mm-hmm. percent same behavior. And um, I've worked with addicts. Um, I've known addicts personally, but it is so easy to fall off the wagon. It doesn't matter if it's been 10 years or 30 years. You just need that bad day mm-hmm. or that wrong decision. And boom, you're right back there. And mm-hmm. seeing Trish as the addict, number one, it was uh, really good acting. Uh, number two, mm-hmm. it really gave us a basis of who she used to be. Because like, we knew she was Patsy, and we knew she was abused by her mom. And then there's all this stuff that about she needs to protect herself. But what happened in between? Yeah. And I think that a lot of this is what happened in between because when you're high you can't take care of yourself and yeah yeah, so a a lot of bad things happen to Trish well we know that she went into rehab when she went back with Dorothy because you know because Dorothy has mentioned in last week I think you know she said I've seen you in rehab and everything um so yeah she does get kind of sorted out but um yeah I mean this is this is you know much as Trish hates being with her mum, this is her without her mum, so yeah. it's almost better that she is with Dorothy. I mentioned we talked about her mom earlier, but, like, I really hate that her mom used to call her Patsy. I, I know! And yeah. you know what? It, it, I hate it, and it's so true, you know? Oh, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the people that don't support you are the ones who will not respect what name you want to be called by. And, yeah. um... I've, I've experienced it in my life. I've seen it in other people. And it's just like, ah, uh, like just they want she wants to be called Trish. Call her Trish. Yeah. It's not that hard. Well, it's like when I told um, Tammy and Will that I wish to only be referred to as your majesty and they refused. <laughs> and I think they should really they respect my wishes that that's what I want to be known as. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> remember this conversation <laughs> I don't know, when did this happen? <laughs> in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> although claire i do um, think there's a lady named liz uh a little bit rather uh not too far from you that oh liz might, majesty yeah, yeah. might object apparently that's her name yeah true yeah true <laughs> liz majesty <laughs> um when we see trish and this is kind of going forward a bit I mean we do have the argument between her and Jessica obviously when Trish is getting in the limo where you know they're both kind of like I don't need you well I don't need you whatever and obviously the thing is they really need each other um but when we see Trish when Jessica goes back for her in the bathroom and she's about to like blow that guy oh that was hard to watch I felt so bad for her like her shoe she plays it so well being yes she plays it so well just being like as my sister would say, off her tits. Um, you know, she just, 
she's so believable. <laughs> like, I think Rachel Taylor is, is great in this role. I've only seen her in, like, a few things before. But I think, like, this role, she, like, really shows what a good actress she is. Yeah. Because um, whatever's happening, I always believe her 100%, you know, um, at whatever she's doing. Um, and I love, I love the whole, it's like, are you blowing him for drugs? She's like, no, it's a thank you. And yeah, I'm just saying thank you. Trish can well, afford drugs, right? She's not like desperate for them, but that's yeah. how far gone she is, you know? Yeah. And it's not very surprising when, you know, when it's a harsh reality that, uh, children and teens who have been sexually abused. Uh, they often turn to promiscuity and mm-hmm. because they they are taught that this is the only thing that people value from them. And when yeah. you see it, it, it's really hard to handle from the outside. And I'm sure it's much worse from the inside. Um, so seeing that, it was like, this is piling on top of the whole, she was 15 years old and, and this director was sleeping with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. And... I, I, one of the things I like about this series, or not like is not the word, but it's uh, it's Gus again, who's the same guy that fired Sterling, the bar yeah. manager. Oh. So he, yeah, he's just a scummy arsehole, yeah. basically. Um, and yeah, he, yeah, um, I'm glad that they uh, he gets his face slammed into the mirror personally. And, you know, he was probably um, supplying her drugs so that she'd keep coming back to his club. Yeah, 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 that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, I Ooh, had written just... in my notes that he's about to get the Billy Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. the cheese grater face. Yeah. Oh, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about Billy now. Again. <laughs> oh, beautiful Billy. Um, when they're sitting on the roof talking and they're watching the movie, I love that Trish is in denial at first. You know, she's like, oh, I've got the tour and everything and whatever. And then it's. It felt very realistic to me that she does admit that she needs help. It didn't feel like, you know, her going, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. Like in Saved by the Bell, <laughs> you know, um, I think it was it was played really well. And I love them just sitting, holding hands and watching the movie. One of the other things we should say about Jessica as well, I've just remembered, is that she spent all that time blaming herself for Sterling's death because she kicks yeah. those guys asses. Yeah. And believes that they killed him for revenge. Like, oh, that's horrible. Yep. That's really horrible. And um, well, the funny thing is, like, if he hadn't died, where would she be now? Because mm-hmm. that was her rock bottom. If if he hadn't yeah. died, would she be in jail now because she was a full-blown criminal? Probably. Because she blamed herself and she was like, these decisions I've made are what killed him. I need to I need to go on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Had he not died... She'd be in a different position. I mean, insane. But had he not died, she might not have met Kilgrave as well. I mean, it's like all those things. Yeah. It's dominoes, you oh, know. Yeah. Um, if, she had, if he hadn't died, she also wouldn't have went to go reconcile with Trish and find her and have this yep. conversation. Yeah. So Trish could be dead. So yeah. Trish could be dead, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Not that it was okay um, that she killed him. No, no, it's just one of those things. <laughs> Well done, Alyssa! Yay! It's just Good for you. Things. Sometimes yeah, the, the no, worst part of your crazy. life is what you need to make your life better later. Sure. Yeah, definitely. 
So when we see Trish next, it's when she's with Malcolm, and Malcolm's trying to kiss Trish, but she's too angry about Jessica abandoning the investigation. Poor Malcolm. He just wants love. And... Yeah. And uh, this is when she tells him to search the bars and everything. He wants to know what Trish is on, but she's still completely in denial at first. But then she says, oh, yeah, it's a combat enhancer. Um, And Malcolm, I respect Malcolm because he refuses to leave with her while she's on that. And I was like, good for you, Malcolm. Malcolm is doing everything he can to not get pulled back down with Trish. And I remember you guys saying last week, I think, I think it might have been you, Will, said, I really hope that Trish doesn't get him, like, drag him down with her, you know, to... Uh, to be on this inhaler and everything. And I like that Malcolm does does fight it in this episode. You know, he says he won't go with her. As soon as he takes the inhaler later, he he really is angry at himself. Yeah. And yeah. he recognises uh, it right away, that it's a drug of something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course it is. I mean, yeah. any even if it's a combat enhancer, you know, it just makes your, your senses sharper. I mean, she says, like, it's, she compares it to espressos. That's still a drug. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know... Um, so She's... Malcolm and Trish have different reasons for becoming addicts. Malcolm mm-hmm. became an addict because Kilgrave told him to. Yeah. And although he Malcolm does recognize that he was an addict waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't have the the psychological breakdown that brought him to becoming an addict. So mm-hmm. I think he's got a little bit more of a stronger leg to stand on for not uh, uh, falling off the wagon, but at the same time, he's more recently clean. So it yeah. should be, yeah. you know, but as they say, it doesn't matter how long you're clean, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just, one bad day. Yeah. Yeah. Just one um, bad day for being, oh, so something yeah. else, sorry. <laughs> 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 um. And uh, when we see Trish later, I can't remember when we see her later, actually. We don't see her for a while. It's um, when she rescues Malcolm, I think, outside Whiskers. Yeah. And that's when she, and the when she gives him the inhaler, yeah. And um, we also see during that fight, did you see how she fought one of those guys? Mm-hmm. It's, what did you see, Nutty? There's a little Easter egg. Oh, no, I didn't see an Easter egg. She goes uh, a bit Catwoman-y and rakes the guy's face with her nails. Oh, yeah, I, I did. Oh, yeah, that. I saw that. You know, almost, that. almost like a Hellcat. Hell ah. <laughs> no, I was just noticing ah. that seemed to be, it wasn't just quicker reflexes, she did seem to be stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I mean, Trish is, is scary when she's on that, you know, like she's super intense and just like, I'm glad that Malcolm ran away. <laughs> I was like, run away, Malcolm. But I'm afraid he's, like, going to be shooting up next. Oh, no, don't say that. No. I like him, but, please. No, we want him to stay good. I know, exactly. Um, that's the last time we see her, is when Malcolm tells Trish to stay away from him and runs away. Uh, let's talk about Malcolm's other scene he has on his own in these episodes, which is when he goes to a little place called Whiskers for chocolate bar night. <laughs> <laughs> whiskers i love the name of whiskers for a club will have you been to chocolate bar night will come on you can tell me no. <laughs> no i love the the website and the uh sign whiskers with the rainbow uh actual yeah. whiskers oh my god it is it's the best it's so good oh i love it so much 
oh, and I love that this is what what kept coming up in like his expenses was chocolate bars, and everyone's like, why does he keep spending so much money on chocolate bars? Yep. Yep. And it's because it's I chocolate bar night. Fucking expensing that's so crazy. <laughs> I know. I love it so much. Oh. Um, what I love even more is that Malcolm is so good that he yeah. like doesn't want to use this against this guy. But he's sneaky enough to be like, oh, well, why don't you uh, just tell me some of this stuff you have against Linda? Yeah. So he totally makes him think it's Linda Chow setting him up. And then he's like, hey, hey, give me some info. No, he's so good. He is using this against him. Because he's saying oh, that it. Linda Chow sent him to blackmail him. No, but I mean, immediately yeah. we think, oh, yeah, Malcolm's yeah, yeah. so good because he's, he's being such a nice guy. But then it's like, no, he's just crafty. More than help me get dirt on Chow, it's, yeah, she's after you. So instantly, their alliance is gone. Yep. Yeah. And so one of them is going to go to, likely, Benowitz, is going to go to Jerry and be like, you know what? I was wrong. You helped me bury Chow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's got the information. Oh, I love it. He's got the information about the account so they could use that yep. against her. So, yeah. Yep. He's learned from yep. the best. Well, he really has. Good yeah, he's gonna have his own. Uh, he's gonna have his own uh, little investigation agency in no time. What happens? Take all those. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what he'll call it. Q-tip investigations. <laughs> <laughs> That's still my favorite nickname for him. Is Q-tip. I love it. Q-tip with that beautiful hair. Um, and he gets into the fight with the guys out the back, and they hurt his bad shoulder, which is obviously why Trish gets him to take the inhaler. Um, I like that Benowitz just runs away so that was Malcolm so let's talk about Jerry next because there's a bit of Jerry in this and I want to know Tammy's thoughts on her favourite character Inez I still don't like her and again another episode where she threatens to leave and I'm just like yeah go go we find out more about her Tammy do you not like her now that you know how she ended up on the street? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I guess I'm just compassionate. <laughs> <laughs> Nutty and Shane, what do you think about Inez? Because Tammy's been very vocal that she cannot stand her. Um, she's obnoxious, but I mean, I get her story. And honestly, uh, you see it all the time. You see people... Yeah. Uh, when when we go into uh like doctors' offices and clinics and in the hospital here, um there are signs everywhere talking about how violence will not be tolerated and you cannot be violent and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like violence against medical professionals is a serious problem, and it keeps happening. Um, uh, somebody that I know, their their mother, um, she actually became disabled because of a patient that she was uh, wow. nurse to, and she can't work anymore. And it's just, it was just one patient and that's all it takes, you know? Um, yeah. And so Inez had the same thing. And, you know, after what she went through and we saw it, um, yeah. wow. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, you can understand that she's scared to work with patients again and that it mm-hmm. would give her a lot of personality problems. I mean, she's not like Jessica. She can't just rip open ATMs uh, when people don't like her attitude. Um, so, mm-hmm. like, I understand how she got there, um, and I understand her pain. I just I don't like her. She's, she's like, not quite a prostitute, but she's kind of filling that role for Jerry at this point. So it's a little scary. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was more yeah. okay with the prostitute. Yeah. 
It's there were yeah. Up about it's it. this is, yeah. that was a transaction. Yeah, this seems like she's yeah. manipulative. Yeah, we don't know kind of what's going on with them at the moment. We just know. Oh, we know what's going on. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah, I guess. But like, is uh, what I mean is, is this like a permanent thing? Because like when I was watching this episode. I was like, so, like, is this going to be, like, Jerry's new partner, you know, as in... No, not. Jerry's going to kind of change because of her experience with finding out about her diagnosis, and then she's going to end up with a, a new girlfriend as well. But you can see like, this, think this is coming a mile away, but I hope yeah. it's not a permanent thing. Yeah? Oh, I totally expect the next morning uh, Jerry to be like, I thought I told you to get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, for like three episodes now. <laughs> I mean, you've been. So Jerry's not softened. Telling you, I don't understand why you're still here. <laughs> yeah. When will you leave? No, I, I was still at this point in the show, like thinking that she was going to be Typhoid Mary. I was excited, <laughs> but she's. Shane, what'd you say? Sorry, no, Shane. I, no, sorry. I I think it's going to be the the other way. So I think they're going to wake up in the morning and Jerry's going to make more of it than it actually was. Mm. Uh, oh really? Okay. Um, yeah, and just I don't. I think that she's gonna. Jerry's gonna uh, be on the losing end, shall I say? Okay. Because mm. she's because, because you got the, because she's had this diagnosis and she she's very she's very very vulnerable. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. you know she's gonna be used. Oh, that'll make. Hmm. Yeah. We shall have to see. Um. Well, she finds her healer, Shane, who. Um, takes her hand and guesses her symptoms, like what's what was wrong with her, and she manages to get him out of prison. So Jerry's feeling hopeful, which is why she gets some love in with Inez. So maybe things are, are going to go up for her. I don't know if he's going to go through healing her because it seemed almost mm. like he was in pain doing it or something. Yeah. You think like if he heals someone, then he takes on like the symptoms of whatever it is yeah, you know a bit like in green mile yeah. <laughs> that's what i was thinking green mile he's <laughs> like john coffee butterflies it, come it out of his mouth it. no yeah <laughs> it's like it's like reverse road yeah yeah well we'll have to see next week i guess because it looks like that's gonna sort of you know that's on the card she's gotten out of prison so next thing is he has to pay up and heal her i am on the record as saying i want jerry going nowhere she's an amazing character and this season i have been so happy that she's got a whole storyline yes yes definitely and this this storyline like this this episode is she doesn't interact i don't think with any of the other characters like jessica or trisha anyone um so she is holding the storyline on her own, and I, yeah, I love it. I think she's so good. I was imagining Malcolm having to call her with the info that he got, so I was hoping for a scene with them two together. Oh, that'd be mm-hmm. Interrupting her and Inez, she's like, not now! <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, let's talk about, uh, I guess, the biggest point of the first episode, Alyssa and Carl. We've spoken a bit about them, but what did you guys think sort of overall of like what we find out about Alyssa in this episode particularly being meat meathead well I like that because it explains why Jessica didn't recognize her yeah and mm-hmm. it made me think of um, the wife from the if anybody remembers the old TV show The Mesh with Michael Chiklis no oh, <laughs> sorry <laughs> so the wife Teresa Saldana um, she was an actress 
who had been stalked and attacked so violently that Ooh. the knife was bent after uh, on the last Ooh. stabbing. Uh, and she was so disfigured that they said she would never act again and has had mm. so much reconstruction, although she is now half. Um, but she had had so much reconstruction that she, most people of her fans didn't know who she was when she started acting mm. again. And when the commission came out, I remember so many people talking about, oh, oh, I didn't even realize that was her until she started talking. Mm. And that's the same thing with Jessica. It's like it's, it's, it's the bone structures there. But when you have to recreate, you're not going to be able to. I mean, it's uh, skin is not clay, right? Even if you are putting yeah. octopus genes in there. <laughs> Which, by the way, yes, uh, octopuses share so few chromosomes and DNA with any... Octopuses and cephalopods share so few chromosomes and DNA with any other species on the planet. They are the most alien thing on Earth. This was a topic that you guys Yay. had in a previous um, episode. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. we share DNA like... 30% of or 30% to like 80% of our DNA uh, we share with most of the other animals, you know, fish, birds, insects, we, we all share so much common DNA that it's bizarre mm -hmm. that there's such, that they, they cannot uh, find matches with octopuses and cephalopods. Do you think octopuses are actually our alien overlords? Uh, you know, they might be, uh, you know, Cthulhu uh, cultists. Who knows? Yeah. You know, they're they're pretty awesome though. Yeah, they are. They're very cool. At this point. <laughs> 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 totally. Yeah. Um, and uh, honestly, they are delicious. You can't eat your overlords. Well, I've I've, I've had my fair share. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's tell you about this restaurant here in town that has like the best octopus apparently. So if you guys ever come to Portland, we have to go there. Nice. I'm up for that. Uh, up for eating uh, Alien Overlord. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back That's... to uh, Carl. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, what did? Uh, let's let's talk a bit about. It's, it's skipping forward a bit, but the the scene in which she wakes up and is told about, you know, sees herself in the mirror, doesn't recognize herself, and finds out that her her husband and son are dead. Because up till this point, I wasn't that convinced by Janet McTee's performance. I I think she's so great in this episode. She sold it. Yeah. Yeah. She, she really sells it. Absolutely sold it. And I think one of the things that I love about that flashback is, um, you know, she's going through, she's hurting people, and then she hurts Jessica, and Carl has to get on her, and he's like, no, no, that's Jessica. That's Jessica. You don't want to yeah. hurt her. And it shows how far yeah. gone she was in that first wake up. Yeah. yeah. And we find out that she has this disassociative um, state that she goes into when she becomes angry or threatened, particularly if it's personal. Um, wait. That's kind of what happens. What? Do you, wait, 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 wait. But do you think if she gets like angry enough, she will become She-Hulk? <laughs> Uh, well, I don't want to ruin episode nine for you, but <laughs> she can face off in the in the courtroom against Nat Murdoch. <sighs> oh, she becomes a lawyer. Well, I mean, you know, IGH. Jerry's looking for a cure. She's already a lawyer. Just saying. Oh my God, that's even better. Jerry begins with a J. 
Jennifer begins with a J, which is She-Hulk's name. Jerry I mean, would totally stay green the whole time. Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything for you guys coming up though. So you know, just pretend you didn't think about that. <laughs> I want She-Hulk in the shows. Anyway, I just want She. Um, anywhere. <laughs> just yeah, I love her. Um, so when uh, we sort of flash forward a bit with uh, with Alyssa is when she's putting on the wig and looking at the photo and uh, she goes to see Carl who puts her in the chair to do some some tests and this is when he tells her that Jessica thinks that she's dead and when she realises that he has lied to Jessica that's what makes her really angry. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, but he obviously drugs her again. Um, so we see just how powerful she is. And then it's later where uh, Luan is talking to Inez, a new nurse Inez, about Alyssa. And Inez is unlocking Alyssa. And were you guys like, oh, no, yep. something's yep. going to happen. You know immediately. I, I, Tim, yeah, not, you know I it's going to happen. Did you say, yes, this is when it happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, I throw, it, throw Inez. <laughs> my favorite character. Yeah, that's it. That's what I uh, My favorite character. <laughs> And then you made a little heart shape yeah. with your, your hands. Secretly my favourite character. <laughs> <laughs> and then you were like planning your Inez tattoo you're going to get. <laughs> yep. Um, and then like as soon as Luanne finds the, the drugs in uh, Alyssa's socks that she's hidden, she's like, no! And we're like, oh, too late. And that is brutal when she throws uh, Inez into that cabinet. Oh, my word. It's horrible. Do you not even feel bad for Inez in this scene, Tammy? <laughs> <laughs> she has to lie there, unable to move, it's pretty, it's pretty with these shards of glass in her back, looking at the 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 twisted around yeah, dead face of her friend. I feel bad for myself watching. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All of the um, that we saw, Luann, I was just like, oh, honey. Oh, I know it's going to yeah. happen to you. you, you <laughs> but we also see, like, Elisa in flashbacks, and we know she's going to end up in a furnace. Yeah. And it's like, oh. She's like, I won't have any part of this. And we're like, you're yeah. going to end up in a furnace. You, do. you have a big part in this. Aww. Yeah. Your part is your, your head <laughs> that goes to the medical place. Um, yeah. So we find out more, obviously, when Elisa is, is following um, Jessica and when, uh, you know, she follows uh, Sterling out and gets, you know, obviously angry with Sterling because of him selling out Jessica and just slams his head into the wall. And it's just, oh, and then when they pull his head away, there's like little bits of brain on the wall. I was like, oh, oh, it was so horrible. I don't disagree with her. <laughs> um, it sounds horrible. Like, I don't think that he deserved to die that way. I don't think he deserved to die. But, and and, and I, I'd like to think that he wasn't going to pimp Jessica out. But, you know, mm-hmm. somebody you care about and you hear a conversation like that. You yeah. Could, I, yeah. I, I feel like she just overreacted. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she's so, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really hard for her. She's always angry. If, if she becomes She-Hulk. Then does that make um, uh, Jessica, because she's like a little mini Hulk, is she Hulkling? Oh, That would be a great little nickname. Um, I don't, 
I don't excuse Alyssa's behavior, <laughs> but I definitely see it. It's still very wrong, but okay, I can I can see it. I'm glad that she goes and hands herself back into IGH. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of people you I know. wanted to do that to. Let me tell you, but I did. But at that point, I do think that she wants to die. Yeah, she says I I can't live like this. I think she wants to die, and I think. He does take the control out of her hands, and I, I don't agree with it. And I think one of the reasons that she gets locked up all the time is because she will. She'll kill herself. And yeah. The only reason she's not dead is he was locking her up, and by this point she's resigned to the fact that she has no autonomy over her own yeah. uh, body or life. Yeah, and he says he loves her, but he doesn't. She is still his lab rat. You know, he's still experimenting on her. He may love her. By like tweaking the drugs and everything, like he might love her, but it's not healthy. No, you know, a I... lot of people love their spouses and then kill them. Yeah, yeah. So. I watch a lot of shows on that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> it's very like Stockholm syndrome. Like she, mm-hmm. I don't think she would know how to be on her own because he's never taught her how to be on her own. Yep, dealing yeah. with her with her psychopathy and he just and he did it on purpose like to me it's like I see it and I'm like he did it on purpose like yep. uh, just, I, uh, I can't wait got, Steph's gonna catch him he better, she better catch him <laughs> she's got no goal plans with him there's no socialization there's uh, no goals for independence there's very few tasks that she's allowed to do I mean she only makes breakfast because it helps calm her down not because it makes her more independent I mean, everything that you would do with somebody who is mentally ill, they're not doing. No, in fact, yeah. he's, he's isolating her more. Yeah, it's what an abuser mm-hmm. does. They, they exactly. isolate you. They keep yeah. you out of not just family and friends. They keep you from society. They keep you dependent on them. And him telling her, like, it's for her own good. Like, it's just yeah. so gross. I'm just protecting you, baby. Shut up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's awful. I will say I do think he's one of my my um, favorite Netflix villains, or Netflix shows villains, because I find him not layered, but I find him really interesting because he does. It's always the ones that like think that they're being perfectly reasonable, you know, mm-hmm. in what they're doing that I are fascinating, oh, kind of like like Kilgrave was as well, and um, you know, and Kingpin, and. It's just this this whole thing of, you know, he, he defends what he does and stuff, but when you really think about what he's done and what he's doing, it's it's so horrific. Yeah, he doesn't think he's being abusive. He doesn't think he's no. hurting her. He thinks he saved her life. He thinks he's helping her. He thinks he's protecting her. He is the good guy, and that's what... And he turns so a blind funny. eye to her killing. Yeah. He says he knows, but he pretended... He didn't want to. Not to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's which is a little bit yeah. of what I think, Jessica was doing with Trish. Like she didn't want to know how bad yeah. Trish was. Yeah, exactly. With the episode, like I don't know what else you want to talk about in regards to Alyssa and and the Doctor because obviously there's a lot in the next episode, but we kind of spoke about it in terms of Jessica. So do you guys just have anything extra you wanted to mention? Uh, my only thing is that. Uh, what, why did she have to keep buying new wigs if she used the same wig? <laughs> she used a couple of different ones because she had a curly wig and a straight wig. I thought they were the same wig, just styled differently. 
I thought they. I don't know. I thought they were different wigs. That, that, fixes, but, um, that fixes the story then. <laughs> <laughs> but I could also really see. Um, no, because there, there is a wig sitting on the table okay. or next to the dressing table when Jessica goes to the house, and then Alyssa walks in wearing a different wig. So there's at least two All wigs. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, but uh, when um, when she was wearing one of the wigs, I could really notice the lace. Like, so I think it's, um, I think Janet McTeer, you know, did shave her head for the role. Um, mm. Obviously, it would be very, I think, easy for an actress to be like, I'm not shaving my head. I'm going to cover my hair and everything. But you can usually see because the head looks slightly more bulbous than it should. But I think she actually did shave her head for the role mm. and wore these wigs, um, which I'm like, yeah, good on you. Um, but yeah, I really noticed the lace in this episode. Um, cool. Anything else, Will and Shane? Uh, well, I've got two notes uh, that we haven't talked about overall. Sure. Um, number Basically, number one is that I love the outfit that Jess was wearing when we first seen her in the club, the, the red top. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. A little stripy top. She looks so young as well in that scene. Like, you could believe she was mm-hmm. 10 years younger. And that's yeah. not makeup. That's acting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, loved and I loved it. And- <laughs> <laughs> With the fringe. Ditto. 100% ditto. And the, the glittery top thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Shane, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And um, the other thing was, when I first watched this episode, and you can know that, but that's, when I first watched the uh, episode, and we had the shooter at the end, mm-hmm. my immediate thought was it was Malcolm. Whoa! Oh! <laughs> Why? What, because he saw Alyssa? Uh, because he's so drugged up on um, RGH. Oh! But then, he went and got one of Simpson's guns. Yeah, but then... I don't think it can be him, so I never mentioned it earlier. Well, you, I'll say you guys don't need to watch next week's episode because you basically guessed everything that's going to happen, which is Jerry's going to become She-Hulk and Malcolm is a killer. <laughs> so let's just skip next week. Go straight to the finale. Okay, I like cool. That we got to see some personality from Alyssa. Not just the yeah. rage, but she was you know, kind of being a little sassy a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, and she's obviously very intelligent because she says, you know, she could have been this amazing um, teacher. She could have got, uh, did she say she got tenure? She could have got tenure or something. Mm. But um, Brian didn't want them to move, and so she felt stifled, and he felt, I don't know, you know, threatened. Uh, he couldn't live up to her, and yeah, threatened. And I, yeah, we learned so much more about her in this episode. Um, from that, it makes her more likable, but she's still a monster, you know. From that murderer. alone, that makes me think like, if if what she's saying is accurate, um, she was smarter and more successful than him, and mm-hmm. he was like, nope, nope, can't happen, can't happen, nope, we're not moving. Yep, you just gotta stick with community college. Of course, I don't understand why she couldn't have, I don't know, found a good teaching job in the area. I mean, it is New York yeah. tri-state area. There's so many amazing universities. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, like, she went from, like, one person flipping her rings and controlling her to another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about some Easter eggs, guys. Are you ready? Jessica's middle name, Campbell, um, was, I believe, her original name in the comics. 
And then when she got adopted, it became Jones. Oh, cool. So it was her original surname. But because in the show she gets adopted by the Walkers, um, obviously they they can't have it as, uh, you, you know, then she would have had, I guess, a different adopted name. She would have maybe been Walker, although I don't know if Dorothy would have given her her name. Um, but that's why they put the uh, the Campbell in there instead as a middle name, just as a nod to it. Cool. And they say that Alyssa's uh, name was a, would have been Campbell. So I thought that was quite cool. Um, we get a, uh, I put in my nose, Trish rakes a guy's face like claws, like cat claws. Huh? 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 Get it? Get it? Uh-huh? Huh? <laughs> uh, and we've got one last one. Um, when Alicia mentions to Trish, she says to her something like, oh, you know where they'll put me? Um, and then Jessica, uh, sorry, to Jessica and Jessica says, yeah, there's a place for people with powers. It's called The Raft. Yeah. Um, do you guys know about the raft? Yes. And have you? Do you remember when we have seen it before in the MCU? In Civil War. At the end of Captain America: Civil yeah. War, that's where, like, uh, Hawkeye and Ant Man and who else goes there? Falcon and Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch go, and it's the prison that that um, comes out of the sea, and then Cap goes there and uh, rescues them. So they could have had Alyssa there as well. How do they know about it? I guess it's not a secret. <laughs> I know, because I was like, isn't it super secret? But. <laughs> Maybe like people were yelling at Jessica, they don't like she's powered, and people are like, hey, you're going to end up in the raft. And she's like, what's the raft? And then she yeah. looks it up, she's like, oh, it's a super secret thing, cool. You know what? I know about it. Like nothing's secret, right? I know. <laughs> Someone found it on uh, Google Maps, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> a, a cell phone video, you know, it went viral. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Maybe when um, Cap rescued all the people from there, he like broadcast about it, you they know. Took selfies in front that they were escaping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Anthony, in front of the rough. Yeah, obviously. Yay! <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Uh, anyway, that was your Easter eggs. Uh, obviously, we had ones like the club was was going to be named Alias, and then she later on goes and opens Alias Investigations, obviously in honour of Sterling. Aww. Um, so let's go to quotes, guys. Most of mine are from the first episode. I didn't really have any from I the second. Uh, what do you have, Will? Um, I'm her mother. Smash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> smashy smashy smash smash I have one that I think was Courtney um, one of Trish's little entourage and it's after the video for I Want Your Cray Cray Finishes and you hear Courtney go oh my god nailed it you're a genius <laughs> it just really made me laugh <laughs> uh, Shane have you got any quotes? I have one but I can't seem to find it so no worries one of us might say instead we usually say each other's quotes sorry uh nutty do you have any quotes i didn't think to write them down i was just having so <laughs> no worries. fun um but yeah uh tammy tams it's down to you sure i have like uh, but i'll just choose one uh sweet cray cray tour is gonna be banging <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have one from the same scene as well which is where I think Sterling says to, to Trish, oh, sorry, sorry, Sterling says to Jessica, you having fun? And she says, I'm having bourbon, <laughs> which really made me laugh. So I did find the lyrics to I Want Your Cray Cray. Uh, oh, yeah. All of them. It's really Cray Cray, Cray Cray. And it doesn't really vary from that except for, ooh, you know what I like. 
Yeah. I mean, do you need it to vary from that? Yeah, I mean, really? Basically, it's... The, the bridge. <laughs> it's just chorus, 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 chorus. And I love that one of them's like, like at one point Trish says, oh, they think I could like win an Emmy or something for it. It's like, what? Or a great, yeah, the VMAs, yeah. It's like, what? I love it. Cool. Nirvana isn't depressing. Oh, really? Didn't that guy commit suicide? I agree with Jessica that Nirvana is not depressing. I agree as well. And especially, that's the other thing that made me feel it was so 90s. Yes. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. I also have uh, th- this because I agree with this. Um, anything after midnight is considered a snack. Yep. <laughs> yes. Agreed. That's Absolutely agreed. Yeah. I have quite a long quote because I loved it and it made me like fist pump the air. I'm sorry to when Jessica said but it. But I have a question for Danny. Sorry. So does that mean that when Danny ordered all that food at the Chinese restaurant, that was a snack? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it also means never leave Mogwai around Tammy because yeah. they will turn into gremlins. <laughs> um, I have this quote, which is Jessica. Call me a bitch again. Compare me to a dog, an animal you can cage and collar. Redefine the word dickhead. I was like, yeah. I love that. My quote it's is great. her bringing his faith within an inch of the mirror and stopping. Yes. Because so good. This shows us so good the difference in control Jessica had then and yep. now, and that was after losing Sterling, and this is after she's killed somebody. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have the same control that she did back then. Yeah. So that yeah. scene um, in the um, <clears throat> see the call me a bitch scene I've actually seen I actually seen them before because people have mashed it up with a scene from Sensei. Oh really? Call me a bitch one more time and I'll kill you. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> yeah, oh, Sensei and Jessica Jones crossover would make me really happy. Well, you kind of <laughs> have it. I mean, in the podcast form. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so that's all of our quotes. Uh, let's do feedback first before we do ratings. Will, can I forward you a voicemail, please? Thanks. You're you're my hero, Will. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tammy. That's fine. We also have an email, though, as well, from Sedna. Uh, who would like to read an email from Sedna? Who has who has, doesn't have a sore throat like I do? Nutty, you, you've, you've got energy. Yeah, I'll do it. Let's not all jump Thank on you. that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're not all going to jump on that uh, grenade for you. It's, it's hard after, like, Mel has left me Sedna's emails because... Mel really had it down. Yeah. Yeah, it's big shoes to step into. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I've posted that in the Skype window. It starts with Easter weekend. All right. So I'll do this before Will? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Might as well. Oh, boy. All right. Oh, it's not that bad. Easter weekend put the kibosh on me getting any feedback written for apps five and six. I loved the piano (laughs) smashing. Plenty of times forced practice frustration has led me to want to do that. And Jess and Trish's <laughs> golf club mayhem. These girls are setting some serious life goals here. <laughs> Terrifying. A, 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 a pedo. Oh, a pedo. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? <laughs> Terrifying a pedo. In, break into an ATM, kick some homophobe arse, and turn down a marriage proposal. I'm up for all of those, yeah. I think I'm going to change my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
super strong, rage monster, med- meat face, mom's origin story, moral John London's voice. I don't know who John London is. Never trust him. <laughs> He's uh, from Sex Pistols. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Ace flashbacks to car crash, pop star fade. Did Chris crash in a car? Anyway. Well, her her pop star career was pr- a bit of a car, car crash, oh, okay. wasn't it? Yeah, like a train wreck. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's a short-lived, happy relationship. If only she knew at the time he was an arsehole, though. <laughs> Chris acting and Chris is heartbreaking. And the jacket! So perfect that she nicked it from a shop window! <laughs> and Jen's surprising childhood poverty. Sorry, Jerry. Oh, yeah, we didn't speak about that. Yeah, and Jerry's the fact that Jerry grew up out. in a trailer. That was interesting. Yeah. Don't trust Mina's mean, Jerry. <laughs> and Malcolm's figured out Benowitz's secret chocolate bar expenses. <laughs> Ooh, I love Malcolm. His tact, his sense of morality. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I'm loving the incongruity of my ramblings being read in Will's deep. Oh, sorry. <gasps> <laughs> going to bung in so many Britishisms. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> she didn't say Zaphod. But after seeing XX, I'm like, oh, that's that's a totally kisses Zaphod. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Sedna. Thank you for giving me new items to put on my bucket list as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we have a voicemail from Dr. Moira Brown. And Dr. Brown. Hey, literally just finished watching episode eight, so I'm going to try to sneak this in under the wire while you are recording. Um, enjoyed seeing, you know, this interplay between Jessica and her mom, um, but I don't have a, a feeling, I just don't mean well at all, because clearly her mom can't keep her rages under control, and she is a danger to the public, and I just think Jessica's going to get her heart broken all over again in a weird way, and I don't, oh my god, I don't know if I needed to see all this. I don't know if I'm just feeling a bit frustrated. Like the IGH backstory and understanding what happened to Jessica probably would have been enough for me, but having her mother be the one that was the meat monster, you know, the meathead, and and having her have to go through all this um, angst of meeting her again, I don't know. I just, I'm afraid it's going to just tear her apart to make everything worse. So I hope that doesn't happen, and I hope this series does something much smarter than I'm able to think of anyway. Um, but all of that stuff aside, uh, the Malcolm and Trish stuff. Okay, Trish and her addict's behavior is really kind of pissing me off because it's what we've already talked about. She just, you know, wants to be more powerful. Just She wants to be more. And that's one thing for her to make a stupid choice. But when she gives the stuff to Malcolm... Listen to me, people. Stop sharing your drugs. It is not safe. Now, I'm not quite sure what they were trying to portray there, but it's got me intrigued to know what's going to happen with him. And I really like Malcolm, so, you know, nothing bad better bloody will happen. Um, <laughs> anyway, all right. I don't have any other brilliant thoughts, but just, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's got me entranced. Really want to hear what you guys thought, though. Okay, so I'll say goodbye now, and, uh, you know, wait and, 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 and hear what you have to think next week. Thanks, Moira. Love Moira's like protective mama bear about Malcolm. Yeah. <laughs> you better hurt my Malcolm. <laughs> exactly. I do you want to say Malcolm and Trish hooking up was hot, but like, yeah, I don't need to see them in a relationship. No, no, no. I mean, Malcolm is better than Griffin though yeah. for Trish, but yeah, they they shouldn't be in a relationship because they're 
two recovering addicts, and they're probably not going to be good for each other, as we see from this episode. Not currently. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, right, it's time to rate the episodes, guys, out of ten. Um, Nutty, you can go first. All right, I actually have these written down. Nice. So for, you don't make them up on the fly like I do. I, do, but I want to make sure I remember. Uh, so for episode <laughs> seven, it is ten out of ten. Awesome boot. Nice. So you loved that episode. I loved it. Like I said, I love this kind of episode. So this was just like the perfect episode for me. Sweet. And what about the next one? Oh, and episode eight, uh, eight point five. Stupid decisions by Jessica. <laughs> Not as strong. Not as strong, but it's still pretty solid. Shane, what do you think? Uh, well, I love the first episode. I really want to break the rating system, actually, if I'm honest with you, because I think it's the best episode Jessica Jones has had so far. Wow. In both seasons. So I really want to break the rating system. Awesome. Um, but uh, I'm going to have to give it 10 out of 10 cray-crays. <laughs> hey, I want your cray-cray. <laughs> gimme, gimme. <laughs> What about episode eight? Episode eight. Um, anything after episode seven was gonna, it was going to be a disappointment because episode seven, seven was so good. So I'm going to have to give episode seven. Oh, I was, I was torn between eight and nine, so I'm going to have to give eight point five holes in the wall. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, Will. Uh, yes, I will keep on. I will. Also praise episode seven. I was kind of comparing it to Out of Gas, the um, Firefly flashback episode. Oh yeah, another favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the best Firefly episode in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, this has usually been filler, but they did a great job with it. I'll give it nine and a half out of ten. Uh, jacket origin stories. Nice. And the second one was good too, but like Shane said, coming after episode seven, it's not going to be as great. I did really like to see the interplay with Jessica and her mom, so I'll give it eight and a half out of ten uh, bullet crazes to drive your mom crazy. <laughs> <laughs> to drive your mom cray cray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tammy Tams. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I love this episode. I have nothing bad to say about episode seven. Like nothing. I loved it all. So that's ten out of ten. Um, scrambled Sterling brains. Oh. You know what? I also had written down cray cray as is a potential one that Shane did, and I also had clothing origin story. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I am glad that I came up with multiple things. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, episode eight. It. I agree. There was no way it could have been as good. So that's sad for the episode, but it's still a good episode. It was really solid. Um, but I did not care for the Jerry and Ina stuff and <laughs> really hated that Trish and her addiction are like being pushed on Malcolm. Um, so like, I just, uh, it just like really irritated me. So, uh, I give this episode eight out of 10. Jessica was shot through the heart and you're to blame. Kill Grace. <laughs> <Love> that. Nice. <laughs> that was that deserves a round of applause. That uh, rating. Um, well, with episode seven, I'm going to stick with the trend. Um, apart from Will, naughty Will, which is give it a uh, ten out of ten. I loved it. I don't necessarily always love um, 
flashback episodes, but I really enjoyed this one. I thought Kristen Ritter was really strong. I like the stuff with Alyssa. Um, I love creepy uh, Dr. Carl. I love, 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 loved it. It was great. Um, and I wouldn't, I don't know if it's, in my opinion, the best episode of Jessica Jones so far, because I really liked um, in season one, the one where her and Kilgrave were in her childhood home. I think that was what would mm-hmm. Jessica do. Um, I thought that was a great episode. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Uh, episode eight, as the guys have said already. Uh, oh, sorry. So I'm going to give that one 10 out of 10. Um, um, smashy, smashy Sterling Brains, which is kind of what someone else gave. So sorry. <laughs> as I said, I think of these on the fly. Um, so episode eight, I think, yeah, coming from episode seven, it, it doesn't feel as as strong. But to me as well, it felt very all over the place. Um, it didn't flow as well. It was I felt like we were jumping around a lot. I loved the stuff with Jerry. Um, but it, yeah, it just felt like it was all, all over the place. Um, so a, 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 a bit weaker, still better than average, though. So I'm going to give that 7.5 out of 10. Run, Malcolm, run! And that gives <laughs> episode seven an average of 9.9. Damn you, Will. Um, <laughs> uh, which is the strongest episode, obviously, of this season so far. And episode eight, an average of 8.2. So two really good episodes. My backup rating system for episode seven was uh, all the origin fields. <laughs> <laughs> so many fields. So I should tell you what's coming up next. Next episode we have. Oh, gone. That's right. I um I need to uh, let you know that uh, I did my season one rewatch with my mother. It was her first time. Oh yeah. We finished it all in three days. Nice. How did she find it? She loved it. Oh, amazing. Does she was she lusting after David Tennant and feeling bad about it like I do whenever I watch it? I don't know. She was just. She was just. <laughs> uh, she said, I need what? I need to watch one more episode. Uh, mother, it's midnight. I need to watch one more <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bless her. Yeah. yeah, that's what my my mum was like with um, Stranger Things season one. Um, with my dad, she just wanted to watch more episodes and more episodes and more episodes. And then uh, season two, she didn't even tell my dad it was out. She just sneakily watched it all without telling him. So he has not seen it. Wow. Yeah, my mum's very sneaky. Um, Yeah. Next episode. Uh, Next episode. I need to bring up the the episode titles because I've written the synopsis but not the titles. Episode nine is called, a.k.a. The Shark in the Bathtub, The Monster in the Bed. Wow. So I don't know what you guys think about that, but there will be a shark in the bathtub and there will be a monster in the bed. And that monster will be Harry Ma- Harry Mandel from the uh, the film Little Monsters. The synopsis for AKA The Shark in the Bathtub, The Monster in the Bed is the shooting forces Jessica to rethink her plans. Meanwhile, Oscar help- asks for help with a family crisis and Trish's frustrations finally boil over. And then the episode after that, episode 10, we have AKA Pork Chop. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, Jerry finagles a deal for her new client in exchange for Carl's location. Trish forges ahead with her own investigation. A prison guard crosses a line. What do you guys think is going to happen? Any predictions? Um, 
Well, who's this random prison guard? Yeah. I think that has to do with Killer Boy. Oh, okay. Healer Boy Shane. Wait, okay, is, is we'll, we'll have to. Shane? Yeah. Shane, you're in the show. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the show. We don't have a nutty yet. Oh, no. We do have a will. We obviously have a Tammy Murakami. Um, uh, in uh, in uh, Murakami from the the uh, what am I on about in in the hand we have a Claire we did have a Robin um, we did have a Matt we obviously had Melanie Gow so we're just waiting for a nutty to turn up now any day <laughs> any day <laughs> so uh, that's what's next um, guys thank you so much for being our guests um, Shane where can people hear you on the interwebs uh, you can find me on the Red Dwarf intro cast. Uh, we're going to be starting uh, the latest series relatively soon. Unfortunately, nice. we're, we're, we should have already meant to be starting to record that, but unfortunately I've had a family emergency uh, oh. over the past few weeks and I haven't been able to record. So hopefully we can restart that very, very soon. Nice. Awesome. Um, Nutty. They can find me by going to nimlas.org, N-I-M-L-A-S.org, where you can find the Nutty Bites podcast, where uh, I talk about geeky things, and I watch Studio Ghibli movies, and uh, talk about <laughs> how much I love them, because I am seeing them all for the first time. That is my intro cast. And uh, we just <laughs> did Ponyo, which was joy. Absolute joy. And, uh, yeah, no. And then uh, we the other... Uh, regular episode that we have recently done is where we talked about uh, adaptations and what's better, which is better, the book or the movie. And uh, we found instances where sometimes the book is better, which is usually the case, but uh, there are other times that the movie is better. We're looking at you, Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, find all that by going to nimlas.org uh, and you can find links to social media all over there. Awesome. Um, Will, what have you been up to lately that you would like to to promote? Oh, besides this, not much lately. You can um, hear me on Calamity Fashion Cast in about a week. Woo! (laughs) When is the the finale of Sense8 airing? Oh, who knows? Um, I think the rumor is the first half of this year, but I don't know if that's true or not. Well, we're so in we're it. running out of first half. Well, they better hurry up, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're doing a special airing this month in Chicago, so I'm guessing they're, like, close to finishing. So it's got to be done. Nice. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good. And then people can hear you on the Sunday podcast. Yeah, when that comes back sometime. And then Spartacast, whenever that comes back, which will probably be soon. Cool. Nice. Uh, Tammy, anything you want to promote? Um, Any X-Files you want to talk about? Uh, we did talk about a super fun episode of Quantum Leap today, didn't we? Yeah, we, we got to talk about it. Uh, you know, it was actually an amazing episode. It just was... I it was really good. I wouldn't say it was a fun episode about um, no. rape. So that that's... Oh, joy. That's a topic. Like, In an episode, episode entitled Raped. Yeah, yeah. An episode titled Raped, where, what did we learn? They said it 51 times in a 40-minute episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the episode itself was saying it's just that's not yeah. necessarily a fun topic. So, uh, and amazingly sensitive, like they they really tackled the subject with a very light touch, was, seeing as this show was filmed in the nineties. Yeah. It was really great, and uh, and we still stuck to our guns and spoke about the fashion. So there you go. <laughs> uh, yep, so you as we do. Calabici fashion cast. 
So I keep hearing you guys bemoan uh, X-Files. You know if they make more X-Files, you don't actually have to cover it. You you have not been um, sentenced to one of these torturous sentences by the Greek gods. You don't have to keep covering X-Files. I feel like Sisyphus, and I'm forever going to be reviewing X-Files, because it's just going to keep coming. Um, Stop. I think I've actually said for the finale of the last uh, of the last season that I'm I'm that I I honestly don't think I can cover that show anymore. You, well, you tried to do that. The episode before too, and still. <laughs> I I do it just because it means recording with Tammy and Brad, which I love. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but they, the finale of the last season did get the lowest score ever yeah. for an episode from us. Mm-hmm. I think the average was one point something yeah. Yeah, out of ten. It was very bad. Yeah. Yeah. Don't um, kill me, Kira. Please do not kill me when I say this. Okay. But, so, I did read an article the other day on, quote, <gasps> the drink app. Uh, well, yeah. Reasons why Mojo and Skelly are having the best sex sales I can point to me. They're not, because it's all about Skinner and Scully. Although, <laughs> you wouldn't know that those two characters have known each other for 20-odd years from the way they interact in this latest series. It's oh, it's, no, it's such a weird show. Nope. They're not. It's like they've all just met. They're just friends. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> They're acquaintances. Um, anyway, um, Tammy and uh, Tammy, sorry, uh, Nutty and Shane, you are our special guest this week, so you can fight it out as for who's going to take us out of the episode with a Excelsior. Shane, go for it. I've done it more. Excelsior. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons attribution, non commercial, no derivatives. 3.0 unported international license that means you can share it you can send it to your friends you just can't make any money off of it you can't change it and you have to link back to us and our site excelsior